Welcome to Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. World-class restaurants, arts, entertainment, and theaters. First skyscraper, 1890. Tallest buildings, beautiful lakefront. Stories on pioneers and industry leaders that made a difference in America. Welcome, everybody. It's Richie Z at uh, Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. Uh... Some of you don't even know what my nationality is or anything like that. Well, you know I'm a historian. You know I'm from Chicago. Well, I'm going to go out and uh, fill you in on some more information about myself because today's show deals with my ethnicity, my background. And uh, I am 100% Polish. This weekend is Polish Constitution Day. It's uh, one of the largest holidays that the Polish people celebrate. And I know from when I was a very young age in Chicago, uh, we always went to see the Polish Constitution Day Parade. It would start out uh, usually around Noble and Division and go down Ashland Avenue to uh, Augusta Boulevard and go all the way to Humble Drive and end up in Humble Park by the Kosciuszko statue that was uh, in Humble Park. That's where the uh, Polish people really uh, were. A lot of Polish people were around at that time. But today's story is going to deal with the contribution the Polish people had in the city of Chicago. Uh, they came here. Uh, because it was a better life for their families than that. In fact, my folks came here uh, from Poland back in 1950, and I was born in Chicago. In fact, I was the only one in my family born in Chicago. Well, we're going to take you back all the way to 1834. Uh, immigrants were here in Chicago. Chicago became Chicago in 1834. In 1837, there was an election. Uh, Chicago incorporated and became the city of Chicago. And there actually was a Polish person that uh, uh, voted in that election for the first mayor, which was William B. Ogden. In 1837, Chicago became a uh, city. Interesting place, Chicago, and we're probably going to touch on a lot of Chicago history, so it's not just about Polish people today, but uh, also about Chicago. Chicago and its beginnings as a city. You know, I do a lot of tours. I've been in downtown Chicago. I've been out in the suburbs. Uh, uh, I've done tours in, in um history about Chicago for senior groups and that. You know, I get asked a lot, why is Chicago so beautiful? Why is the downtown what it is? How did we become what we are today? You know, how is it that it is what it is? People are amazed when I tell them. I do the stats. I do a lot of research and a lot of work on these shows, but uh, Chicago is breaking... About 45 million, we're breaking the stats of about 45 million people each and every year visit the city of Chicago. 
I remember when Las Vegas was like the place, the vacation spot and all of that. They only did about maybe uh, a million people a month, maybe 12 million a year. And they had good weather year-round. Well, Chicago, uh, we are coming up to around 45 million people a year. But here's how it got started, and here's the contribution that the polls had in the city of Chicago. Number one, we were a central location in the United States. Number two, we had a lot of vacant land. Number three, we had transportation, even in the 1830s, with the Chicago River and Lake Michigan. So no matter what you did here, you were able to uh, receive it or ship it out through those ways. Uh, so people came here. They began building factories. Well, factories need workers. Polish people came, um, like a lot of the other ethnics, I'm not going to just say Polish, but people from all over the world came here because it was uh, a better life than they knew um, in the country they came from or from the Deep South. In fact, an interesting story, I was never able to find out the whole uh, story, but my grandfather originally was here in the early 1900s, came here with three of his brothers, and uh, he got a letter from Poland, and his wife had passed away, and he had uh, eight children, nine children in Poland, so he actually got on the first boat and went back to Poland, but his brothers all stayed here. So my grandfather wasn't able to stay here, but he was trying to make a better life for himself and his family. You know, uh, as things started really cooking, really, um, I want to take you into like the 1880s, was when Chicago really was the center in the USA for manufacturing. You know, we're going to be doing a lot of stories where we're going to really touch on a lot of uh, of things about Chicago, but when you have industry and people could make money, what do they start doing? They start spending the money. They build uh, homes. They uh, they need you know different things. Chicago became a leader in not only manufacturing but building homes and just about everything out there. But interesting point too, Chicago became a leader in inventing things. Don't forget there was uh, Zenith Television and Radio, RCA. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about it, and I'm going to bring it up right now. Um, the motion picture industry originated in Chicago, Illinois. Most people don't know that. The talkies uh, came out, and that's when everybody moved to uh California, but the silent era was Chicago, Illinois. I'll tell you some interesting people that have a Polish background, that are Polish, period. Samuel Goldwyn, the Hollywood uh, motion picture producer, MGM, was Polish. 
Albert Warner of Warner Brothers Studios was Polish. Harry Warner, Jack Warner, Sam Warner, all brothers were Polish, and they were the founders of Warner Brothers Film Company. Uh, Billy Wilder, a journalist, a screenwriter, was actually Polish. Back from the silent era into the talkies, there was a, a lady, her name was Gloria Swanson. Uh, she was Polish. In fact, she um, was famous for motion pictures, but also um, she was the girlfriend of Joseph P. Kennedy. Loretta Swift from MASH fame was actually Polish. Stephanie Powers, um, man from Uncle she was in, and Heart to Heart, she was Polish. Uh, Ross Martin from the Wild World, uh, Wild, Wild West was Polish. Ted Knight. And that's just some of the people that are Polish. And when you think about, like I say, the motion picture industry, um, amazing part of of what happened here why did the motion picture industry leave chicago you know by the 18 uh by the 1900s really there was no land in chicago for people to be able to do uh, what they needed to do to produce motion pictures and i'm going to give you one better um the weather wasn't appealing to the motion picture industry, you know, with the very cold winter, six months out of the year, having uh, cold weather in that. But Samuel Goldwyn uh, Mayer uh, was actually born in Poland in 1882. Uh, kind of an interesting part of Chicago. But let's get into uh, the Polish communities of Chicago. Where did the immigrants, where did the Polish immigrants actually arrive and settle in Poland? Um, you know, before we get into that, you know what, I'm going to take a break here, a short little break. Uh, don't forget to patronize our sponsors. Uh, if you'd like to be a sponsor on our show, uh, you can call me direct at 312-450-2750. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food, cozy atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. Weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons. We can accommodate parties from 10 people to 150 in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me. Let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Dr. James Izzo, DDS, Miles of Smiles Dental Work, General Dentistry. Call 708 983 3670. We're located at 7234 West North Avenue. That's Cameo Towers in Elmwood Park, Illinois. Call our office and mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get a special on teeth bleaching, teeth whitening, folks. Normally it goes for $199. 
Mention our show and you get it for $89. Call 708-983-3670. Folks, also, you can go to our website and all of our sponsors are listed. Please patronize our sponsors because without them, we will not be on the air. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Z. We're going to get right back into our uh, Polish history in the city of Chicago. Now, I'm going to take you on a little trip of where Polish people settled in Chicago. And this is a, it's probably going to take up the whole next segment of our show. You know, there's an area around Division, Milwaukee, uh, area. It's actually called the Polish Triangle. It was called back then. Uh, by the 1900s, they estimated around 100,000 Polish people settled in that section of Chicago, the heart of Chicago's Polonia. You know, Polonia is an interesting word. Uh, it's taken actually from a Latin word, that's uh, a name for Poland. Polonia is actually a Latin word for Poland. Well, we adapted it to uh, Polonia is, uh, you know, what Chicago is, the, the Polish people. Uh, we actually call it the heart of Chicago's Polonia. Uh, most of the people were dedic- devoted Roman Catholics, and they settled in this area. Well, there was a church that started. This is the oldest uh, church in Chicago's Polish community, and this is an important point. Uh, the church actually started in 1867, uh, but that was before the Great Chicago Fire. They didn't uh, have any kind of a, a regular structure, but they did build a church in 1897. Now, in 1867, they had around 4,000 uh, parishioners at this church. By 1900, there was over 40,000 parishioners at St. Stanislaw Koska Church, which is uh, located at uh, 1351 West Evergreen. Church is still there. In fact, it's kind of an interesting. Uh, it's got has so much history. But when they were building the Kennedy Expressway, they actually made the turns there. Uh, it was supposed to take out the church. Well, there was a gentleman here in Chicago that was our congressman. His name was Daniel Rostenkowski. And he actually lived down the block by St. Stan's. He was born and raised in that neighborhood, and he lived there until his death a few years ago. But Danny uh, actually had them make that 
turn around the church. The church is on the back side of uh, the uh, the west side of the expressway. Uh, but that, uh, you know what, I've read so many stories and articles, and I hate this negative uh, things that the journalists have to write. They want to bring you into the story. They want to tell you some things that may not be true. Believe it or not, from the beginning of time, they do this to hook you in. You know, they want to catch you and reel you in and keep you reading. Well, I've read a lot, and the journalists back then, some of them actually write that the Polish people weren't getting along. And that's why they built another church less than a mile away on Noble Street, which is Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity was actually founded in 1873, right after the Great Chicago Fire, and it was built in 1905. In fact, it was dedicated on June 25th, and that is a 1118 North Noble Street. Like I say, it's about a mile south of St. Stanislaw Koska. Well, they didn't build this church because the Polish people weren't getting along in the neighborhood. They built it because there was 40,000 parishioners at St. Stan's. They couldn't handle it. You know, they had a school there. They had a a college and everything at St. Stan's. They couldn't handle it. So they had to build another church. You know, it's fitting for Polish Constitution Day and... uh, to tell the story about some of these churches and take you on a little bit of a journey. And it's more fitting today to tell this story because of uh, what's go what, what happened last week, in fact, the canonization of uh, Pope John Paul II, the two popes uh, uh, that were canonized as saint uh, in Rome by uh, Pope Francis. So uh, Pope John Paul was the first and only Polish Pope ever in the history of the Catholic Church. He became Pope in 1979. And his first trip out of Rome, out of the Vatican, was to Chicago, Illinois. In fact, a little bit of history, folks. I, uh, I with a group of friends, went down to Grant Park. He had a mass at Grant Park. And we actually went down there and stood out in Grant Park. And we got there very early. Um, it was in November. It was very cold. And I still think back to that day. You know, nobody was cold. Nobody, you know, it was just an amazing thing to see this new Polish Pope with all the charisma he had. So I'm taking you on a little bit of a trip in the Catholic Church. Um Polish people are, you know, most of them are Roman Catholics and have a very strong faith in God. So I told you a little bit about St. Stan's, told you about uh, Holy Trinity. Now, Holy Trinity today is actually uh, known to some as the Polish Cathedral. You know, I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of these churches. Some of them I've been in. I've been in St. Stan's. Um you know what, I'm just going to tell it the Chicago way. I'm just going to tell it the uh, religious way. St. Stan's is in need of renovation. 
but there's something about that church when you walk in. I, I, I really like going into churches. I, I find it spiritual, but I also find it calming, relaxing. Um, it, it's just, it's God's home. You know, you're in God's home and it, it really is an amazing place. St. Stan's has this, uh, unique thing about it. Even though it needs renovation and that, you feel comfortable. You feel like you're in God's home. Now, Holy Trinity on the uh, other side uh, was completely redone on the interior. It is, uh, it, it, it's just really uh, beautiful. In fact, it's. I remember as a as a child in the sixties, fifties, uh, we actually lived in a neighborhood. I remember going to church there, and uh, it's all original inside except for one thing. The colors that they use today versus what was, you know, available back then when they first built the church and when they uh, had it uh, are a lot brighter. So these beautiful figurines, the Stations of the Cross, and all this other stuff that they have throughout the church, the Blessed Virgin, St. Joseph, and Jesus, and all of that, the colors are just uh, so bright, so beautiful, so uh, I went for Mass, a uh, Holy Mass, during the holiday season, Christmas holiday season. That's always one of the largest, uh, you know, uh, events in, in the Polish community, going to church. Uh, it, it was just spectacular. They brought a choir in of 26 uh, people to sing Polish Christmas carols and that. Uh, you know, you you want to turn people around. You want to do something today. Take someone to church, you know. Uh, one of these beautiful churches. So that's a little bit about Holy Cross. You know, I'm going to stay on the churches for a little bit now. Um, uh, we're going to go into uh, St. John Cantus, and that's over at uh, actually Ogden Avenue, uh, just south of Grand Avenue, Chicago Avenue and in, in Ogden. Now, St. John Cantus was actually, it became a, a church in 1893 right after, uh, well, right during the World's Fair. But it was actually dedicated and completed in 1898. Now, <clears throat> a lot of churches throughout the Chicago area, throughout the whole United States and that, um, were actually closed down and torn down and stuff like that. St. John Cantus is another Polish church, but this has a wonderful history uh, because during that whole process of tearing churches down and, and all of that, I think this one slipped under the cracks. They probably didn't ask the archdiocese for money. They were probably operating, you know, without having to uh, tap into the archdiocese, and the, the church just stayed the way it was. Well... In the last few years now, in the last 10 years or so, uh, they're doing total restoration of that church. In fact, in the back, if you go into this church, they have an altar, a duplicate altar from an altar in, in Poland at one of the cathedrals. And it's it's something beautiful to see. But they completely redid the whole uh, ceiling and, and all. It, it's an amazing church. And then I want to get into another one. Um, St. Mary of Angels, it's over on Hermitage Street, and uh, St. Mary of Angels was scheduled to be torn down. 
In fact, uh, the parishioners and former parishioners actually raised over one and a half million dollars about 20 years ago to rebuild that parish. And this is another Polish church. If you're going down the expressway, the Kennedy Expressway, if you look over, uh, if you're going into the city, you look over to your right, you'll see St. Mary of Angels, you'll see uh, uh, definitely Trinity and St. Stan's. Uh, St. Mary of Angels, actually, they've been rebuilding the steeples. This church has two steeples on it. But this church was actually completed in 1899. I was inside this church, and it is, uh, you know, it is magnificent. It really is. Uh, these churches are getting status now as uh, as uh, cathedral status type of uh, uh, worship places. St. Hedgewick's is another one over on 26, 2226 uh, Hoyne Avenue in Chicago, which was unbelievable. Uh, and on the south side, at 743 South Armor, we have Holy Innocence Parish. The reason I took you on this little trip of churches in Chicago and the Polish story is because at one time we had in excess of 100,000 people, and I'm talking 1,900, uh, living in Chicago that were Polish. And churches were really what was the foundation of their belief. They wanted to send their kids to Polish school, uh, educate them in a Catholic school and things on that order. Well, I'll tell you an interesting part of the Polish community. They're the only community in Chicago, well, in the world, in this little area of, of Chicago, Illinois, the Polish people built 50 churches. Folks, 50 churches. You know, it's kind of an interesting saying around the Polish community. I, I meet with older people sometimes and I get to talk to them about the history and stuff and I come away with certain things. Well, rumor has it back then, there was a saying in the Polish community, and I'm going to say this one. Well, I'm going to say it in English, but I, I was going to say it in Polish. I think I'll say it in Polish first. Żydzi zbudowali banki, Niemcy zbudowali fabryki, a Polaki zbudowali kościoły. And what I just said, folks, was um, the Jews built the banks, the Germans built the factories, and the Polish built the churches. Dr. James Izzo, DDS, Miles of Smiles Dental Work, General Dentistry. Call 708-983-3670. We're located at 7234 West North Avenue. That's Cameo Towers in Elmwood Park, Illinois. Call our office and mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get a special on teeth bleaching, teeth whitening, folks. Normally it goes for $199. Mention our show and you get it for $89. Call 708-983-3670. Folks, also you can go to our website and all of our sponsors are listed. Please patronize our sponsors because without them, 
we will not be on the air. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food, cozy atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. Weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons. We can accommodate parties from 10 people to 150 in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me. Let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Z. In fact, I'll give you my real name. Um, I've been involved in television and radio for um, 26 years now. We're on to, uh, but I actually started out. I my name is Richard Zatkowski. Uh, when I was on talk radio for three years, they butchered my name to death. It was really uh, an amusing thing. So I. To make things simple, especially for talk radio, where you don't have a lot of time to get your message out, I went over to Richie Z. So now you know the rest of the story, as my friend Paul Harvey used to say. You know what? I want to get back into some of the movers, shakers, and industry leaders that uh, really made a difference in Chicago. But before we start that, I got one more interesting story to tell you about two churches. Well, it's going to be three churches by the time I'm finished with the story. But St. Peter Cantus Church on the south side, uh, the community was completely uh, gone, the Polish community, and that it's on the south side of Chicago. It's down on Racine Street. Well, they closed it down, and it was uh, scheduled to be torn down. St. John of God Church on the northwest side of Chicago, around North Avenue and uh, Cicero area, everybody's familiar with that, it was actually a uh, church that dealt with uh, Polish, German, Italians in that neighborhood. There was a, a, a whole group of uh, Catholics from all different ethnicities. Uh, that church also was scheduled to be torn down. Now, an interesting story about the two churches, they're being used. What they actually did was they're actually, they moved the exterior of one church and the interior of another church out to Antioch, Illinois. And they're actually putting these two churches together. And it's going to be called uh, St. Raphael of the Archangel Catholic Church. It's on the uh, 
northwest border of uh, Illinois going into Wisconsin in Antioch, Illinois. That's going to be an interesting thing. We might even do, we might even bring uh, Father Zarnicki, who is the pastor of that church, in to do a little bit of a story about it. To build a church like we're talking about, to using the exterior one and interior the other one, uh, could not be done today. We think we're real smart. We think we know everything. We think we are able to do anything. Well, the art of doing what they did back then is gone. Nobody has trained masons, marble cutters, uh, people to design the artwork alone. And I mean the whole interior of a church is artwork. I mean, it's just, you know, it really is. So you really couldn't even manufacture it today. You couldn't make it uh, if you could. Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars would not be enough. I think uh, the last I heard with these two churches, it's going to cost somewhere in the vicinity of around, I believe it's $15 million to do the whole uh, teardown, uh, put back up, join the two churches together, the property and everything. Uh, but uh, I'll be letting you know more about this, about... Uh, uh, St. Raphael of Archangel of Catholic Church in future shows. But that's kind of an interesting story with these churches and that. One was 100% Polish, which was the uh, St. Peter Cantus Church, and then St. John of God Church was uh, Polish, Italian, German, and all of that in the neighborhoods. Now let me take you on a little bit of a trip with some movers and shakers. And this is only a few. You know what? I started doing this story, and I started, uh, I always bring more ammunition to one of these shows than I can do in the one hour. Um, I've learned to kind of calm down and just try to give you as much as I can uh, the interesting points. You know, we're talking about the Polish Triangle. In fact, Division Street back in the late 40s, early 50s, was actually called Polish Broadway. Uh, rumor has it back then, polka music was extremely hot back then. That's not a rumor, but uh, rumor has it there was a bar on every block. And musicians would go to the bars and play polka music just about every night of the week. It was uh, a very interesting time. But here in that area, and we're talking a little bit about music, there was a gentleman named Władysław Sajewski. In 1897, he actually founded Sajewski's Music Store. Now, this was the oldest music store. Well, the oldest Polish business, longest-lasting Polish business in North America, not only in Chicago. But uh, they actually started out in the beginning uh, with instruments, uh, lessons, teach you how to play musical instruments, and sheet music. Now, they went to the original, and I can remember this, the original recordings were called 78s. They were actually 12 inches wide. 
And then we went to 45s and albums in the 60s. But in the 50s, 40s and 50s, um, there were these 78s. And Sayeski Music Store uh, was in that area back then. In fact, rumor has it, if anybody's familiar with Chicago and this area I'm talking about, uh, Division and Ashland area, there was a clothing store called R&B Clothing Store right on the corner. It was on the northwest corner. It was a triangle store. Originally, that store was called Continental Clothing Store. But R&B were Polish people. I couldn't find the names of the people that opened that store. But rumor has it that at that time, they went around to banks trying to borrow money. Nobody would loan them the money. No bank would loan them the money to open up this clothing store. Well, rumor has it that... uh the Sayeski Music Store funded the money, and uh, I did find an article about two hundred fifty thousand to three hundred thousand dollars back then was put up to actually open R and B clothing store. Now, anybody that lived in the area throughout the sixties, you know, from the forties through the sixties, uh, knew of R and B clothing store. It was a huge place, uh, two floors. Yeah, they had clothes for, for kids. I remember anybody that went to uh, a Catholic school, grammar school or high school, you went and got your uniforms over at uh, R&B Clothing. But uh, Sayeski Music Store was a store that was around for a very long time. Um, you know, I want to mention one thing about uh, uh, the Polish Museum over on Augusta and... Uh, Milwaukee Avenue, because I did get some information from them. There are 984 North Milwaukee Avenue. Uh, if you're interested in Polish history, I do a lot of research. I've been in there a number of times when I picked up one of their books in that about Polish history. Uh, but they actually were called when Sayeski's Music Store actually closed. And uh, they were able to... Uh, pick up everything from there. So they actually have some stuff in the archives and that. So uh, one of the movers and shaker, the oldest Polish business, longest surviving Polish business in Chicago was Sayeski Music Store. In fact, Wadiswaf, uh, we can call him Wally, died in 1948. And his son Alvin actually took over and ran the store throughout the uh, uh, the 70s. Uh, they closed the operation back in 1977. You know, I like to talk about uh, people and places we can relate to. You know, even when I do my tours and that, I uh, I love going by buildings. In fact, I do a thing in my opening uh, tallest building in Chicago, 1890. Um I want to mention that building before I get into this. Uh, it's actually called the Monagnock Building. It's downtown Chicago. It's actually 20 stories tall. They did build a building, the Home Insurance Company, back in 1885 that was only nine stories tall. So when I look back and uh, and am actually able to 
give you some history and able to have you go down and take a look at a building. The Monagnock building is uh, still there today, and there's no steel in the building. The foundation is actually six feet wide to hold up the building, 20 stories. In fact, when we had the World's Fair here, everybody from all over the world, the 27 million people that came to Chicago, a lot of them wanted to see the tallest building in the world, which was the Monagnock building, completed in 1890. But getting back into the Polish area, I want to tell you the history of Tadeusz S. Przybyło. Most of the people know him as Ted Przybyło. He was born in Chicago. Mr. Przybyło was the son of Polish immigrants. Now, all I have to do is say one thing, but, uh, um, yeah, I'll tip you off right now. He ended up opening the White Eagle on Milwaukee Avenue in Niles. Everybody knows that place. Uh, but he first started out on Western Avenue in a tavern when he was very young. But World War II came around. He actually closed the tavern, and he went into the military. He went into the Army. I learned just recently that Mr. Psebuo actually became a head cook, a chef for the Army. And that's where he learned how to prepare meals, but also learned how to serve thousands of people at one time, ordering food, preparation, and everything. He learned during World War II being in the military. You know, he started out on Western Avenue, like I say, in a little tavern, And then he moved over to Division Street, Division and Rockwell. He opened the Andrew House, and uh, that was a thriving business. I remember when I was a little kid going there for weddings and that. It was, I believe, an old factory. It was two levels, and they used to have weddings and parties on both levels. I, I believe there was three or four rooms there, if memory serves me right. But... You know, I talk about dreamers sometimes, and this is a wonderful story because Ted Przybyło was a dreamer. And this is a wonderful part. Um, He made dreams come true. Uh, He actually bought some property on Milwaukee Avenue. In fact... uh, one of the places was called Trumba's. Uh, it's right across the street from St. Albert's Cemetery. Back in March of 67, Mr. Psebuo purchased that. August of 66, he purchased a place right next door to that called Helen's and Mike's. Now he took and he closed the location on Division Street in, in Rockwell in Chicago. And on Division in Western, he had a, a little uh, banquet hall there also. He closed all of that and moved to Niles, Illinois, and built an amazing uh, banquet hall, convention hall. It served more people 
than you can ever imagine. Uh, rumor has it that they have served up to or close to 10,000 people at one time. The White Eagle expanded back in 1979. In the 60s, they built the first one, or early 70s. And then they expanded by doubling the White Eagle. Today, their facility has 68,000 square feet. Uh, some of the most interesting things uh, about who they have served in the past at uh, Shabila's White Eagle. Some of the most notable dinner parties at White Eagle were for Pope John Paul II, the Polish Pope that came to Chicago, Illinois. They actually had a party for uh, the Polish president, Lech Wałęsa. Dan Rostenkowski had some major campaign uh, fundraisers and dinner parties at the White Eagle. And also, President Jimmy Carter had an event at the White Eagle. But, uh, like I say, uh, Mr. Pshabila, I've been, I've been fortunate because I did meet him and I did talk to him. He was a very, uh, wonderful person. If there was any kind of event going on at, at, at his place, he walked around to every single table and he would ask, how is everything? And he would say, do you want some more polar sausage or whatever? He would see plates. He wouldn't even uh, wait for a response. He would have them bring more food to the table. Um, the food was always excellent. And uh, just a, a real wonderful mover and shaker in the Polish community. You know, he was across the street from St. Adalbert Cemetery. I just want to touch on that a little bit here. This cemetery, if you go through it, is one of the, one of the most amazing cemeteries, uh, in, in the nation. Uh, as far as mausoleums, uh, angels, they have a whole, uh, series of angels in the, in the cemetery and that. Uh, I'll tell you who one of the, well, there's so many famous people there, I don't want to, but I, I'll tell you one of the persons that's there, and it's got a beautiful mausoleum, and that is George Hallis. He was actually laid to rest October 31st, uh, 1983, and he's over at St. Adelbert Cemetery. That's uh, right across the street from the White Eagle uh, Banquet Hall in Chicago, in Niles, Illinois. You know, another interesting person that I want to take on a little trip with is, uh, uh, I'm going to do a little piece on Zarniki Memorial Chapels. They're actually funeral directors in, uh, they were in the Chicago area, now they moved out to the suburbs, but uh, this is a wonderful story because uh, the family funeral home was actually... Uh, it became, Zarnicki Funeral Home became uh, what it is because of Agnes Zarnicki. Uh, she arrived here in 1901. Agnes married Stanislav Zarnicki, and they started a horse and carriage livery service for funerals, weddings, and special events. Agnes went to 
mortician school and became the first female funeral director of Polish descent in 1915. By 1920, they opened up uh, a funeral home on West 25th Street at the corner of Sacramento and 25th. And they went on to, uh, throughout the years, building uh, some beautiful chapels. But uh, it's still in the family. And I think it's the fourth or fifth generation of females that run Zarniki Memorial Chapels. And uh, I was at this new location. Um, well, it's not that new. It was built in 2007. But it's 8999 Archer Avenue in Willow Springs. And it is just spectacular. So uh, a little bit more about some of the... Things that Polish people did in Chicago. You know, in the late 20s, 1920s, unions had a very hard time organizing people. Well, the Polish people actually were the backbone of getting unions to organize labor in Chicago. And when everybody found out that you can get a living wage some benefits and all of that, they all jumped on the bandwagon. You know, a big, huge part of Chicago's history and the Polish community, we're going to actually do a whole show around music. We're going to be doing shows on music from the blues to polka to uh, uh, all different genres, the big band sound in Chicago. But polka music was around for over 200 years, and... When it came to Chicago in the 40s, there were some people that actually took polka music and turned it into uh, a whole new style of music. Uh, uh, there was a guy named Little Wally. If you can ever imagine this, in the early uh, 50s, Little Wally was actually on the Lawrence Welk show back in the 60s. Now, I think everybody can relate today to YouTube. You know, if you were on YouTube, you're, you know, you're on. You're on the World Wide Web now. Well, the Lawrence Welk Show in California was sort of like that. And to be on his show, I mean, you had to be popular. You had to be an amazing talent. And this gentleman, Little Wally Yagewa from Chicago, Illinois, uh, was on the Lawrence Welk Show a couple of times. But there were so many musicians from Chicago. Uh, Eddie Carosa, uh, they actually opened a Baby Doll Polka Club. And throughout the 60s and 70s, they actually had a television show. Uh, just amazing. You know, a little bit I, I want to touch on. The Taste of Polonia every year is at the Copernicus Center at Lawrence and Milwaukee Avenue. That originally was the Gateway Theater, and I believe it was in the early 70s that it was converted into the Copernicus Center, uh, a beautiful venue uh, used by the Polish people. You know, uh, I just want to do a little bit of background on uh, the Polish people and uh, 
the jobs that they held in Chicago, Illinois. Don't forget, now, we're going from the 1800s on. You know, at one time, uh, they lived all around the stockyards. In fact, there's a neighborhood called the Back of the Yards where a lot of Polish people moved into. A little further south of the, the stockyards, there was the steel mills uh, along the river, and a lot of Polish people worked there. You know, at the stockyards at one time, there was about 6,000 people that were employed because of the Chicago stockyards in Chicago by 1900. So the Polish people came into all these neighborhoods, uh, the South Side, uh, the Polish Triangle, like I was talking about, with St. Stan's and that, uh, the West Side of Chicago, around 17th and Polina. You know, a lot of these areas that you're that I'm talking about right now, uh, this this area, 17th and Polina, and that uh, a large part of Pilsen was actually all Polish. In fact, a lot of Polish people, when they were working in the stockyards on the south side, actually settled in Bridgeport uh, and built churches there and at Back of the Yards neighborhood. Uh, there's just so many parts of this whole thing. You know, before I do uh, close out the show, I definitely looking for my piece of paper here. Here we go. Some of the resources, because I'm asked a lot about, where'd you find that? Where'd you hear this? Where'd you? Well, some of the resources for this show, um, I did buy some books in that, and I did some research at the Polish Museum of Chicago, and that's at 984 North Milwaukee Avenue. I'll give you a website where you can go and uh, find out more about them, and that's WPNA.com. P-R-C-U-A dot org. Uh, a wonderful book that I did pick up. Uh, it's called Chicago's Polish Downtown it's by Arcadia Publishing. Uh, you can go to the web and look up. They have books on everything, especially around Chicago. And that's www.arcadiapublishing.com. Their phone number is 843 843- Eight five three two zero seven zero, and I surfed the World Wide Web for a lot of the information on today's show, and I got some information from the Chicago Public Library. Um, happy Constitution Day celebration to everybody uh, tomorrow. Uh, I may even be downtown for the parade. Uh, we'll see how my surgery goes. I'm going in for some surgery. So until next week, folks, thank you for listening, and uh, have a happy holiday. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food, cozy atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. Weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons. We can accommodate parties from 10 people to 150 
in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me. Let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Dr. James Izzo, DDS, Miles of Smiles Dental Work, General Dentistry, call 708-983-3670. We're located at 7234 West North Avenue, that's Cameo Towers in Elmwood Park, Illinois. Call our office and mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get a special on teeth bleaching, teeth whitening, folks. Normally it goes for $199.00. Mention our show and you get it for $89. Call 708-983-3670. Folks, also, you can go to our website and all of our sponsors are listed. Please patronize our sponsors because without them, we will not be on the air. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever.